Everybody be cool. You be cool. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Film and TV Show with me, Richard S. Uh, welcome to a lovely Monday that we have today. Um, sorry we weren't around last week. There was a very short power outage here at the studio, so we couldn't actually do anything about it. So we are back this week with our 90s hidden gems. So I have got five shows that I want to go through that I think are hidden gems from the 1990s. Um, the tea of the week today is the Starfighter tea, which I've tweeted out and put on the Facebook as well. And thank you to the excellent guys at Last Exit to Nowhere Tees who have done this for me, which is absolutely brilliant. So thank you very much for that, guys. Um, we have done some reviews this week as well. So I've done Cars 3, All Eyes on Me, Baywatch, um, The Mummy, Transformers. Um, they're all on the Facebook page. Um, just go onto the search bar and type in Film and TV Show on Harrywood Radio or FTV Show and it will come up. We're also on Twitter as well, so please feel free to... Um, to come and uh, and follow us on Twitter as well at the FTV show. So so that's it for today's show. It's just me um, today, but we will have some guests over the next coming weeks, which we'll go through a little bit later on in the show. So to get us kicked off, I want to start with a little bit of this.
So that was the amazing Reba McIntyre uh, with uh, Why Not Tonight. If you can tell me the name of the film that that's from, then that would be great. But I'm going to tell you now anyway. So the first uh, 90s gem that I want to talk about is Tremors, which uh, that is actually the ending song from In Tremors. Uh, and if you don't know what Tremors is, Tremors is an absolutely amazing film from 1990. Literally just breaks into it um, in 1990. And it stars uh, Kevin Bacon, um, a very, very young Kevin Bacon, but it was uh, post-Footloose. So he'd already made his name in the 80s in Footloose. But uh, but this film was one of the uh, one of the standouts for me in terms of a hidden gem. So it, it's basically centred around a small uh, small town, Freedom, um, but it, it's kind of it was filmed in in Lone Pine in California, and it's set set around this little village. And uh, two guys, Val, who's played by Kevin Bacon, and um, uh, Earl Earl Bassett, um, who's played by Fred Ward, they basically give up their job and they go to this town. And on their way, they find a couple of um, a couple of dead people. They find a guy stuck up really high, and um, and they don't think anything of it. They obviously call it into the local sheriff, but they keep going and keep going. And then they get to the village, and 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 after a little while, these these big giant worms start attacking people from under the ground. And it, when it first came out, it was actually quite a very um, a very different sort of film. It wasn't something that that anyone had really really talked about. And Kevin Bacon has even said now that he still has has nightmares about it now and for for a good seven or eight years afterwards his wife was saying in an interview that he actually really badly suffered with sleep nightmares because of it he would wake up in the middle of the night um he'd be he'd be walking around the house screaming about worms trying to grab him at one point he actually carried picked her out of the bed carried her out of her out of her house um and and carried her outside and then he he kind of woke up and she was like what are you doing and he he suffered really really badly, and he said it's actually one of the worst reactions he's had to a film in his entire life, which I I, I can't believe. Um, it, and it's uh, you know, it, it, I suppose in the early nineties it, it it was difficult difficult for him, obviously because of everything they were doing. It was all mechanical and it was all it was all plastic as well, but but obviously he uh, he felt a bit bad about it. But um, but yeah, so they have to basically escape from these uh from these big worms which one of the characters um Walter Chang who's played by Victor Wang um who coincidentally actually chose the name of the character he was supposed to be a Vietnamese character but when they um when they hired uh Victor to do the role they just they literally rewrote the entire part and they made it they got him to pick the name which was great um he actually labels them graboids because they they kind of have these big things that come out of their mouth like uh I don't know mouths or whatever, and they grab people and they pull people under the ground where they get eaten and stuff. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's a great film. I, I must admit, it is one of my one of my favourite films, and it's one of the ones that it really does kind of I don't know. It makes you laugh in in a lot more ways than probably be scary, if that makes any sense. It's it is one of them films that that you kind of laugh at. There's a lot of good parts in it as well, and there's a great part with. Um, Reba McIntyre, she's actually she actually in it. She actually plays uh, Heather Hummer, who is Bert's wife, and they have their own little rec room, and they're and they're hi- they're you know, hiding out, and they're gun enthusiasts, basically. They're your atypical um, American, you know, out west sort of in the desert, gun toting, not hillbillies, but 
but you know gun toting enthusiasts who who go to the gun clubs etc and and the the graboid busts through their wall and they start shooting it with every single weapon that they've actually got until it dies and they obviously think that, 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 that that's it but that's a great a great scene for me because right at the end of it Bert just screams that you know you've chosen the wrong rec room didn't you and starts laughing and it, it's absolutely brilliant um, and uh, you know it, it does make me laugh and coincidentally the film um, was only a PG when it was released in America but they managed to to get one swear word in it one F-bomb in it, which um, which managed to it didn't it didn't slip through because it's blatantly obvious when you see it, but they um, they allowed it because it, it because it was still marked as a PG and it was just the one the one swear word, so they so they let that go, which is strange because nowadays that would get a twelve rating straight off the bat, even if it's just for one, which is um, yeah, but you know it, it is what it is. But um, but yeah, it is it is a great film and it's one that, that is a bit of a hidden gem. People tend to forget about it. I don't know why. Um, it's definitely one that I would I would watch over and over again because I think it's brilliant. The bit where they're using the sticks to pole vault across the desert in between the stones is absolutely brilliant. And the last bit at the very end as well, I thought was very good as well um, from Kevin Bacon throwing the bomb and and everything. It was uh, it was good. There was a lot of work in titles when they first uh, before they picked Tremors. They they were kind of spitballing ideas. So you had, um, there's a couple of crackers. You had Beneath Perfection, uh, which is a bit of an odd one. Dead Silence um, and Land Sharks. They were the they were the working titles of the film before they decided to settle on Tremors, which was a bit a bit strange. Um, definitely not one that I would uh, that I would have chosen. But you know, that's it, it is what it is. It's it is a good film. If you can do it, I would highly recommend that you watch it. Um, if you haven't seen it before, if you have seen it before, obviously, you know, rate the film. What do you think? Is it a good film? I love it. I think it's a great film, but, but you know, that's just me. Um, so moving on to the second film that I want to I want to talk about. Uh, the second film is called Biodome. Um, for those of you that have seen it, will know what I'm talking about. Those that haven't seen it, it it's one of those films that is just so bad, it's good. It is so bad that it's good. I I absolutely love it. I think it's a great film. Um, made in 1996, so it stars uh, strangely um, Paulie Shaw and Stephen Baldwin, which is uh, a very, very odd, uh, an odd combination of people um, for those two. So it's uh, it's yeah, but uh, Paulie Shaw plays Bud Squirrel Macintosh, and uh, Stephen Baldwin plays Doyle Stubbs Johnson, uh, two nicknames that they give themselves, and they're basically slackers. They they don't have jobs, they don't do anything. They just bum around. Uh, their girlfriends work, and they sponge off their girlfriends, um, and they literally just kind of get high, get drunk, party, and don't really do anything. Uh, and it's on one of their one of their impromptu road trips that uh, that Doyle needs to go to the loo, uh, and they happen to come across the uh, the biodome, which you could liken to the Eden Project down in the New Forest um, in the UK, uh, and basically. They they rock up and they go in looking for looking for the toilet basically, and um, and they get locked in because it's an experiment where some scientists are going to be locked into the ecological system uh, for for a year. So it's it's a closed system. So it's all done. You know, it's kind of an experiment to see what would happen if there wasn't any toxins in the world and there was no you know CO two and blah blah blah. Um, so it's closed and they can't. They can't obviously unlock it because it's on. Well, they can unlock it if they want to, but they decide not to, and they leave them in there, and they just wreak absolute havoc 
it's uh they absolutely ruin the system because it's only built for five instead of seven they um they do eventually actually manage to break a window and climb out and they host uh, an absolutely massive party in the pool literally wrecking the ecosystem and running it into the gutter and subsequently to that what they have to try and do is to fix it so they have to try and get the ecosystem back to 100 percent efficiency um to make sure that that obviously they can they can prove that that obviously it's man that's destroying the world it's quite an ecological film um but it's just it's just hilarious um it was actually the very first uh, on-screen pairing or on-screen showing of uh, jack black and Carl Glass as Tenacious D. They were in it for about 35, 40 seconds, and it was their very first on-screen um, performance, which I thought was great, uh, and I didn't even realise, which is really, really strange. Uh, the film actually stars quite a few big names as well. Um, you've got Rose McGowan and Kylie Minogue, just to, to name a few. Um, it's, uh, it, it, is, it is a good film. It's very... Very crass, very toilet humour, very tongue-in-cheek, very high pitch from Paulie Shaw. It's kind of a, a similar film on par with um, the other Paulie Shaw film with Brendan Fraser, California Man, which is also an absolute gem but isn't on my list um, just purely because I think it's more well-known than, than, uh, than I would expect. But, um, but yeah, it is, a, uh, it is a very, very good film, very good film um, and definitely one that that, that you should watch if you can. You won't. I, I very, very r- doubt you'll be able to find it on uh, on DVD anywhere. You might be able to on Amazon, uh, maybe on eBay. Um, you'd be better off trying to watch it on uh, Amazon Prime or Netflix if you can find it on there. Or if you know someone who's got a DVD of it, get it and watch it. It is. It's worth an hour and a half of your time just to just to watch for some of the quotes in it because some. It, it's quite a quotable film. It's one of those films that you can quote quite a lot from. Um, and. Uh, and yeah, I do. I I do really, really enjoy it. And there's one in one particular part of the film that I really, really love, um, which leads me on to onto our next song. And, uh, and and this song is an absolute cheese fest classic. Uh, so I hope you enjoy it. I've used this technique in many siege situations. It's pure torture. This will definitely drive them out. You're the expert. Cause your friends don't have 
dance And if they don't dance Well, they're no friends of mine See, we can go where we want to Place where they will never find And we can act like we come from out of this world Leave the real one far behind Real neat, but my hands to our feet and surprise them with a victory cry. Say, we can act if we want to, if we don't, nobody will. And you can act real rude and totally removed, and I can act like an imbecile. And say, we can dance, we can dance, everything's out of control. We can dance, we can dance, we're doing it from wall to wall. We can dance, we can dance, everybody look at your hands. We can dance. We can dance, everybody's taking the chance Save the dance, oh, let's save the dance Yes, save the Listening to the film and TV show with Richard S. on Heroid Community Radio.
there we go so that was men without hats which is an absolutely cracking band if you've never heard of them then you do really need to to wake up and google that because they've got some amazing songs and that was the safety dance uh, followed by shaggy and ken booth with the train is coming and now the train is coming is actually the theme song from the next t- uh, film i want to talk about which is money train um money train is an absolutely brilliant film um it was actually my brother craig that actually um brought it to my attention many many years ago uh, it was released in 1995. It stars Wesley Snipes and um, Woody Harrelson. And they, they play foster brothers who are um, like transport cops, but for for the metro system, which is which is kind of the, the equivalent to our tube. Uh, and what they do is they kind of enforce enforce the law down there. So they stop ticket jumpers and, you know, crimes and, and all that sort of stuff as well. And, um, yeah, you know, they, they play the brothers John and Charlie. And um, it kind of centres around... Uh, a guy who's going around and basically he's robbing the, the the teller booths in the subway system, and then once he's getting the money, he's he's coating them in petrol, and then what he's doing is he's basically just lighting them on fire, and he's just um yeah he's just literally lighting them on fire, and then burning them um most of the time killing them and burning them alive, so they 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 chase one guy down, 
Um, and they have Jennifer Lopez, who plays um, kind of a new addition, but I think she's an undercover cop, uh, proper cop, in their uh, in their little group. And they they chase this they they chase him down, or they think they chase him down. They actually end up chasing somebody else who's committed a mugging, but they don't realise. Um, and you know, arguments and stuff ensue, and then Charlie shoots him dead and kills him, thinking that they got that they got the guy they wanted to get, but unfortunately they haven't. And what they what basically happens is that, that their boss, um, Patterson, who is um, is played by Robert Blake, and he's a real hard ass. Basically, he sacks Charlie. Um, he he's very much he's all about the money train, and the money train itself is a train that carries all of the money from all of the booths to the central banking system. And uh, what that money does is then that goes into their their treasury and blah 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 and. Etc. Uh, Etc. Et and and it usually contains hundreds of thousands of, of dollars when it's moving. It only moves once. Uh, I think it's once a week or once a fortnight that it moves. And under no circumstances is it ever stopped. It's never ever stopped. Um, it's never been robbed either. Uh, Charlie gets gets fired and decides he wants to rob it. Tells his brother Wesley Snipes um, that that he wants to rob it and he doesn't think it can be done. And you know. From there, it, everything ensues, and you know Charlie's a big gambler, um, which is kind of a, a mirror of uh, Woody Harrelson uh, as an actual person at that time of his life in the early nineties. He's at, he was actually a heavy gambler um, in the nineties as well, uh, which he openly admits, and he was an alcoholic as well. Um, and he he gets himself into debt to a to a sleazy guy called Mister Brown, um, which sounds like a guy out of the Reservoir Dogs, but. But he's a real he's a real nutcase, um, and basically threatens threatens him. He's I think he's like thirty thousand dollars in debt, so he he needs to get the money, and the only way he can get it is is to get it from the money train, basically, because it, it's only ever guarded, you know, with uh, with two guys, one at the rear, one at the front. So um, so yeah, so he 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 attempts to rob it, and also he'll get one over on on his previous boss as well, and um, obviously his boss finds out, and then he, you know. It all comes to a head and uh, and everything and um, you know him and Wesley Snipes have a have a scrap and a falling out and J Lo gets involved as well um, and she kind of you know she doesn't want to she doesn't want to see him go to prison she doesn't you know she really kind of she you know she falls in love with Wesley Snipes's character and she doesn't really like uh, Woody Harrelson's character but she gets on with him for the sake of falling for for Wesley Snipes's character and. Etc. Etc. You know, every film seems to have a love song in it, you know. But um, but yeah, so it kind of does that, and it all comes to a head. And you know, they they do win, they do get the money, but it is it is an exhilarating film. It really is a good film to watch. Um, if you've got a spare hour and forty five hour and fifty minutes, it's definitely worth your time. Um, it, it's one of those films that that you will you will forget. Exists not because it's a bad film. It's not a bad film. It's just you don't you don't don't think you don't remember it. Um, I mean, I I completely forgot about it. It was only by chance I saw something on Facebook and I thought, oh, what an absolute cracking film. And that again, because it's in the nineties, it's a hidden gem. It's one that you won't necessarily find, you know, out on DVD very often. I'm sure it's on Amazon like the rest, but it's definitely worth a bit of your time to um, to invest in that. I would definitely absolutely invest in. Uh, and going to to watch that because uh, it, it is it is a good film. It really is a good film. Um, so the next one that I do want to talk about, and it, 
it's an absolute favourite of mine. Um, and I remember watching it with my mum and my dad and my brother um, uh, when we were a little bit younger. Um, I think I, at the time I was about 11. It was out in 1994. Uh, my brother was, God, he was eight, eight years old. Um, the film I'm talking about is Little Giants. Little Giants is a uh, American football film based in a um, very small town in uh, Ohio. And it stars Rick Moranis and uh, Ed O'Neill. And they both play, uh, they, they play the O'Shea brothers. Uh, Danny's played by, well, Danny O'Shea is Rick Moranis. Kevin O'Shea is Ed O'Neill. And Kevin O'Shea is a Heisman Trophy winner. And if you don't know what a Heisman Trophy is, it's basically the best college American football player in the entire country. One person out of the entire country from all the colleges across America, they are dubbed the best player. And that's a Heisman Trophy. And he's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's kind of a, a local idol. And he runs the local American football team, uh, the Cowboys. And uh, obviously, like with all sports, you have you have the haves and you have the have-nots. You have the the guys that are great and the guys that are always left behind and and kind of uh, they, they turn up, but they're never gonna they're never gonna make the team. And that's what this film focuses around. It focuses around the um, uh, the guys that don't make the uh, Kevin O'Shea or Ed O'Neill's uh, American football team, the Cowboys. And um, they are, it, it kind of works on the proviso of one town, one team. That is the way that the local um, American football for, for kids works in, uh, in, in the US. And basically what happens is that Danny starts his own American football team to rival, uh, to rival his brothers. And obviously it's filled with the kids that, just don't make the grade. I mean, there's uh, Danny's daughter who um, uh, her nickname is Icebox and she's a, your atypical tomboy. She's literally um, an absolute brick house and she's very, very good. But because she's a girl, she doesn't get picked. So she she plays the uh, she she plays the, one of the main parts in in the film uh, for for Danny's team and they they have a competition. You know they. They want to get the teams to work together. Well, Danny does, but Kevin just wants wants his team, wants it his way, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, of course, they come to a bet. Now, Kevin owns a car dealership, a very successful car dealership, uh, and Danny owns a local car wash, or well, the only car wash. Again, quite successful, but he's not his brother, and his brother's got his name up in lights on the big water tower in the team. You know, it says home to Kevin, o to the great Kevin O'Shea. You know, Heisman winner Kevin O'Shea, and and everything else. So. They they basically they they make a bet. They bet that the little giants cannot beat the cowboys. If the cowboys win, Kevin gets Danny's car wash, and Danny gets nothing. If Danny wins, Danny gets the car dealership from his brother. Um, and and, and that bet is kind of made on uh, these two old guys that are sitting in the local cafe, egging them both on to you know to to kind of push each other and everything so so it all boils down to this one game um where you know you've got danny's little giants um against kevin's uh cowboys and um and yeah so they they basically just go at each other um and you know, it's uh, it does actually have quite a lot of... It has a couple of famous people, not just Rick Moranis and, and Ed O'Neill, but it's got Devon Sawyer, who 
um, was in a couple of the Final Destinations and a couple of other films as well. And Alexa Vega as well, who was in some of the Spy Kid films. Um, uh, and she was in, uh, more recently, um, a remake of, uh, I can't even remember what it's called, The Tomorrow People. She was in The Tomorrow People, a remake that TV show there. But she's also been in a lot of other films as well. Um, there's a couple of other people in there who kind of gave up acting as well. Uh, which was uh, which was a shame, but but it was it, it is a very very good film. It's definitely one for the kids to watch, and it, and the moral of the story is that no matter how many times people tell you that you are not good enough, it all comes down to how you apply yourself, and the more you apply yourself, and the more you try, the more chance you have of succeeding. And I think that's kind of the whole point in life, isn't it? Is if you try, you know, you keep trying till you succeed. You know, don't ever let anybody put you down. And and I think it gets the point across, you know, really well to kids. Um, it's not something that's readily available on DVD, sadly. Uh, I have tried on Amazon myself, actually, so my kids can watch it because I actually think it's a great film just in itself. But but it's definitely 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 a film that that I would recommend that you watch and that that, that you get your kids to watch as well because it is good. If you can find it, if you can find it on Amazon Prime, if you can find it on Netflix um, or whatever streaming sites there are out there, if you can find it. Watch it, you know, if you can get it on DVD, absolutely watch it because it is a really, really good film. It's definitely a film that I would that I would recommend and it is a hidden gem. Not a lot of people will remember it unless, of course, it, it, it's a favourite. And as I say, you know, I remember sitting watching it with my mum, my dad and my brother and, uh, and and it was my first taste of American football, really, and I didn't really kind of pick it up until much later in life. But but it is a very, very good film. One of Rick Moranis's best, better films, actually. I think one of his very best films, he's, uh, he's a great actor. He's very... Um, very underrated as an actor is Rick Moranis. So, um, so yeah, it is. Uh, it is a very, very good film. Very, very good film. So I do encourage you to watch it. Uh, and I'm going to play you a couple of songs now. I'm going to play you uh, play you a song that is famous for a lot of other reasons, but it is in uh, in Little Giants. Let me tell you it's always cool 
Listening to the Film and TV Show with Richard S. on Heroid Community Radio. The weekend has landed. All that exists now is clubs, drugs, pubs, and parties. I've got 48 hours off from the world, man. I'm going to blow steam out of my head like a screaming kettle. I'm going to talk cod shit to strangers all night. I'm going to lose the plot on the dance floor. The free radicals inside me are freaking, man. Tonight I'm Chip Travolta. I'm Peter Popper. I'm going to never, never land with my chosen family, man. We're going to get more spaced out than Neil Armstrong ever did. Anything could happen tonight, you know? This could be the best night of my life. I've got 73 quid in my back burner. I'm going to wax the lot, man. The milky bars are on me. Yeah! Who's going to burn on the Y2K? It ain't going to be me.
me. Yeah, I'm an ambassador for a charity um, called the Free Kicks Foundation, which is uh, a Peterborough-based charity, which I first got involved in um, when I moved there and see a lot of the things they've done. Um, because you see the smiles on the faces of the children, you see the children come in on a day-to-day, -day, and we, we had a lot to do with it. And it was just, it was just nice, I mean, seeing the young children that, that are disadvantaged and, and not very well, to, to finally have that day where they can really put a smile on their face, and it means a lot to them and their family. Football seems to bring everyone together, everyone has their favourite club and when they've got their favourite club they all stick together, the fans, the players and the whole club as a general. So the club want to help charities, the players want to help charities, the sponsors want to help charities and I think that's what brings it all together. There's, there's a lot of activities that are set up within football and football based that bring everyone together and you see the smiles on the faces of the people when they come to football, when they do football activities and that's what, that's what it means so much to people. To find out more go to www.freekicksfoundation.org Lovely. So a great charity, that. So get involved if you can. So the final film that I want to talk about is uh, is linked to the very last song that was uh, CJ Bolland, It Ain't Gonna Be Me, which is from the film Human Traffic. Now, Human Traffic uh, is a 1999 film about the uh, club culture um, of the late 90s, um, more the rave sort of scene, uh, drugs, clubs, pubs, parties, everything. Um, it centres around five friends, um, and it was uh, one of the very first films, or the first film, that, uh, that the great John Sim is in. Uh, John Sim being the uh, most recent incarnation of the Master, not including Missy, from Doctor Who. And uh, he plays uh, Jip, who is a uh, sexually frustrated uh, 20-something man. Um, you've got uh, Danny Dyer, the great Danny Dyer, uh, plays a character called Moth, who I will come back to in a moment, and Sean Parks uh, plays um, plays his uh, plays Jip's best friend Coop, who is a vinyl dealer from a vinyl shop, and is basically treats vinyl uh, as his form of drugs, and is pushing it and pushing it. Um, and obviously, vinyl has now come back round again, and it has a very very brief cameo from uh, Andrew Lincoln as well. Andrew Lincoln being in several films, including uh, The Walking Dead as well. So uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, it, it's a coming of age film, really, and I, I stumbled across it one night after coming in from uh, from going out clubbing. Actually, strangely enough, and uh, and it was on TV, and I remember watching it, and literally just started. It was about two, three o'clock in the morning, and I was absolutely hooked on it. I thought it was a brilliant film. It's so quotable. It's one of the most quotable films I know, um, and I know a lot of films, but um, but it is one of the most quotable films that that I can think of. And um, it, it's kind of aimed at the, the chemical generation as such, which is um, those from the, the Manchester rave scene um, and all the, you know, the club culture as it was, which was more tailored around uh, warehouse parties and, uh, and everything. Um, it's very, it, it, it has some kind of social and political subcontexts and commentary in it as well, which is great. But um, it does have cult status in the rave culture, which is great. And and for me, it is probably one of the best films I've ever watched. And I absolutely love it. I did have it on DVD uh, somewhere. I'm pretty sure I've still got it. But it is definitely a film that I would recommend that you watch. And it is absolutely quotable. Um, it's one of the most quotable films ever. And, I'll, and I will play a couple of clips um, from the great character that is Moth, played by Danny Dyer, who is, uh, his dad is a uh, an inspector in the Cardiff Police Force, and he is the biggest drug dealer and drug taker in the world. He is always, always off his face. Now, there is one clip I would love to play, but I can't uh, because of the use of swear words. And it's all about um, a taxi driver, 
um, and uh, and everyone's favourite uh, mysterious girl singer, Peter Andre, and his absolute distaste for Peter Andre. I would recommend that you Google it and Google Moth Peter Andre. You will find it and you will see what I mean. It is absolutely hilarious. And that was actually done all completely ad-lib as well. Danny Dyer did that completely ad-lib, which was brilliant. So I'm going to play you. This is the reason why I think that this particular phrase took off. I'll catch you later, mate. Don't go changing. Try and please me, all right? Yeah, nice one, bruv, yeah. Oh, nice one, brother. Nice one, brother. Nice one, brother. I said nice, bruv. Nice one, brother. I said nice, bruv. Now, that is your most atypical North London you know, or London or Essex, you know, kind of, all right, bruv. It was absolutely brilliant. And it, and it kind of, for me, that, that kind of sucks me in on that part. Um, there is also another bit where where uh, Danny Dyer's character, Moff, is completely off his face and he's at a house party um, and he starts uh, starts being philosophical, shall we say, about a particular, uh, a particular film. The Emperor wants to control outer space. Yoda wants to explore inner space. That's the fundamental difference between the good and the bad sides of the false. Some real deep stuff there. And actually, it's not far wrong, you know, with the Emperor wanting to, to you know, contact, you know, take over outer space and, and Yoda focusing on the inner space, being a Jedi and focusing on the, the good side of the force, uh, which, is, which is brilliant. And... Uh, yeah, Human Traffic is definitely, definitely one of my top ten films of all time um, because I, I absolutely love it. It does can it does have other other actor and actresses in it as well. Laura Pilkington plays um, plays Nina, not Nina. Uh, I can't remember what the name is of her character, but she's in it as well, and she ends up with with Jip at the end. And uh, yeah, it's it's a great film. It's definitely one definitely one to watch. Um, you know, to, to kind of chill out to. I absolutely love it. I think it's great. Um, so, yeah, so that is my, my top five. Uh, so I'm going to play uh, another quick song, which can be found on the soundtrack for Money Train. Half of that time was making wishes. What if you hit switches 
was a number nine at Roscoe's for chicken and waffles. How about that Honda Accord? Used to watch them drop by at night till I got bored, but not no more. Really, that's for sure. Cause I got a million honeys knocking on my door. And I'm not trying to score with one. Cause diseases kill, and that's ill to make a million and you getting done. When you on top of the world, girls may come. But when you fall down, you won't find one. Cause no one really cares about the guy on the bottom. So there you go. That's Skilo with Top of the Stairs that can be found on the Money Train uh, soundtrack. Uh, great song, actually. Really, really great song that complements the film, um, which is good. So last couple of minutes, I just want to go through uh, the next couple of shows that we're going to do. So the upcoming shows that we've got over the next four weeks. Um, obviously, if we have a power outage, it will move over. But but best laid plans and, uh, and as it stands at the moment. So next Monday, it will be Action Stars. And I'm hoping to be joined by uh, by a listener of our of our show, uh, Alex. I'm hoping that Alex will, will join in on that. Um, so hopefully that will that will happen. We've also got the week after. We've got guilty pleasures. So there's a couple of real good films in there. So if you've got a couple of films that are your guilty pleasure, pop them in the Facebook uh, Facebook post. That'll be great. The week after, we've got laugh out loud or LOL. So these are comedies that that really make you laugh, you know, and I'm not just talking like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Like, I mean, like proper belly laughs. So we're looking at that. And then the final one um, is musicals. So we're going to be looking at musicals. I am a musical fan. I do love a couple of musical uh, films as well. So we're going to be going through that, which is uh, which is great. So I'm, I'm looking forward to all of those. Uh, and then we'll be moving into the main summertime and we'll start looking at doing some real big shows uh, such as Star Trek, Star Wars, um, those sorts of things as well. So, uh, so yeah, keep a listen out for that. We are also looking for. Well, I am looking for for any of you guys that, that want to come on the show that that enjoy films and enjoy TV shows just as much as I do. Um, you're more than welcome to come on the show. Just drop me a message on Facebook, uh, stick a comment on the Facebook page, or tweet us as well. You know, send me a DM on tweets if you if you want to come on the show. If you feel that that you you know you've got knowledge about something and you want to you want to chat about it please feel free you know i'm i'm more than happy to have guests on i love having guests on the show it'd be fantastic uh, if you do want to come on so just let me know um and we can arrange we can arrange something 
So, uh, so yeah, I do want to say thank you to to you all for listening. Uh, I do really, really appreciate it. If you can like the Facebook page, if you can uh, share it with your friends, and if you can invite your friends to like it as well, if we can get over 200 likes, then I'll put a little competition on. And over the coming months, there are going to be some real big announcements that I'm super excited to to share with you, but I can't at the moment. But come September, October time, there are quite a lot of... Uh, of things that I want to share with you, which are going to be fantastic for, for some of you out there. And I'm really, really looking forward to it. So, uh, so yeah, if you can, uh, as I say, if you can like the Facebook page, if you haven't already done so, if you can share it with your friends and invite your friends in to have a listen, that'll be amazing. Um, thank you very much for listening. I've been Richard S and, um, I will see you all next week with action stars. There is one more thing. It's been emotional.
You're listening to the Film and TV Show with Richard S. on Heroid Community Radio.